Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I do have to follow up a story from last night on the runaway truck sand pile, which we'll get into. But Jesse and Trafford wants to tell me his thoughts on Broderick Jones and the Steelers and all of that. And it is 93.7 The Fan. We do talk a little sports, so let's knock this out. Hi, Jesse. How you doing? How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for making it. I appreciate it. Of course. So I think that Tomlin is making a huge mistake by not starting Broderick Jones. I touched a little bit on this last night when I called in. And um, Dan Moore is just terrible. As a, as a tackle. he um, I'm pretty sure he's been graded out as one of the worst tackles in the league. And Tomlin just refuses to realize that. I don't know what he sees in this guy, but he's not the answer and he's never going to be. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me is why he won't realize that Broderick Jones is the better tackle. We took him higher in the draft. Pretty sure Broad, uh, Dan Moore was a fourth or fifth round uh, draft pick. We traded up to get Broderick Jones. Right. Dan right. Moore was a fourth-round pick, and Chooks was a third-round pick. Right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And Tomlin just lost a touch of what it takes to, to win in this league. I mean, yeah, he wins regular season games, but not dominating like you should, like you see the Kansas City Chiefs or like any of them other big teams like the Eagles or 49ers. He wins by the defense and by the skin of his teeth. We, this is an offensive league now, and you need to sort your good offensive players, not let them ride the bench. Jesse, I'm going to tell you up. exactly what's going to happen. I'll let you continue, but I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen because this is the danger in what's going to happen, and this is how weird football works. The Steelers are going to go to L.A. They're going to have the crowd behind them. They're going to go out there. They're going to have a ho-hum game. They're going to win something like 17-14 to 14 or, you know, 18 to 16 or something weird like that, and Dan Moore Jr. is going to play average. He's going to play okay. And he's not going to be the reason why they win, and he won't be the reason why there'll be a couple bad plays. And then they'll roll into the week after when they have three home games in a row, I believe, after that, and Tomlin won't be able to take them out. And then it's like you never had that chance to really infuse Broderick Jones, Jesse. And then it was a wasted first-round pick, in my opinion, because, I mean, yeah, we're going to have him for four more years after that, but don't you want to get his full five-year contract and use that? I, mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Year. Why jump through to... hoops and draft the guy if you're not going to use him? Exactly, and let alone trade up for him. There needs, instead of uh, fire candidate chances, I'm all on board. 
There needs to be fire Tomlin chance too, because he's just completely out of touch with it anymore. He is. He is. They are in such antiquated fashion, not willing to take risks with young players that they need to. And that's this guy to a T right now, Broderick Jones. He should be starting. We know the ceiling on Dan Moore. We do. We know the ceiling on Chooks. We do. And whenever Broderick Jones was drafted that very day, like if those guys couldn't see the writing on the wall, sorry about your luck. They drafted your replacement. They just did. That's what happened. Dan Moore and Chooks. You knew that Broderick Jones was coming in to take your spot. Andy's on the south side. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Here's something about reptiles. I don't know if you recall or not. During the nineties, Steelers had a linebacker, Chad Brown. Yes. And Yeah, he collects he, he collects, collects snakes, right. Yes, he collected snakes and he owned a um in Littleton, Ohio, a reptile exotic reptile store. I think something happened there. Colorado, actually. Down. Colorado. Yeah, Lin- Littleton. I, I could be wrong. But I remember he had a post, I mean, or they had a calendar for charity and they had one of the pictures of that. Because I don't know how many fans remember Chad Brown back then and if they recall that. Because I do remember that. That's what sparked my memory when you were talking about reptiles and people owning. Me personally, I wouldn't want to do that because I find kind of a little creepy if a snake coming around or comes on you. I would just, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever touched a snake, Andy? Yes, I did. Yeah, what kind? Like a big one or a small one? Uh, a small python, a neighbor, had one brought in. I touched it. You can see the strength on it. And it's like, hey, it's fine. I'll look at it in the glass. But I wouldn't want one of those crawling around because I had a neighbor's house where a black rat snake, the person was upset, he was screaming, where to go in and take it off. It looked like a broomstick clamped the wall. We took it out and released it down the street. Wait so, a minute. Wait a minute. In the south side? Yes. Okay, let's back up. Now, Now this is a story worth telling. So the neighbor was screaming because the black rat snake got out of the cage, okay? No, 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 not in the, it somehow came into their house. Oh, it was in, in you're telling me yes. that, was the black rat snake indigenous to the south side, or do you think it was somebody's pet that got out? Well, actually, I looked up online, oh. they're actually good for, um, according to the yeah, Fish and Game site, they said they're actually good for like holes for getting rid of rats, and they're actually good. Okay, so, so what year was this? How long ago? I would say, oh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Black rat yes. snake is there, and it's on somebody's wall in the south side. So they screamed. Growing up, I didn't be- we didn't believe it. Walked over there upstairs. They were afraid to go upstairs. I looked in, like, whoa. And um, my dad <laughs> okay. and my one neighbor down the street came in and got a bucket. We just, like, put it inside of, and just carried it down and just released it. And I found, then at work, my former boss was, like, saying, oh, I could use one for my yard. I'm like, well, thanks for telling me now. Yeah. Well, let's revert back. So was it yeah. nighttime or daytime whenever Andy the snake catcher went and got this black rat snake? 9.30 at night. 9.30 at night. You went, you shoot it into a bucket, right? Well, what we did was, like, it was on a wall. We had like, a broom or a stick. I can't remember back then. And just, like, put it down. They were looking, looking at us and we distracted it. We got a bucket put on top of it oh. underneath to flip it over and put some kind of lid on it so we can just get out safely. Because so, at night, I wasn't too sure what type it is. I'm not an expert on it. Me either. So... I took a picture of it when it was down there. Then I looked up online on the fishing game site, and it was like a black rat snake. Okay, so how did you take you? So you took a picture of this snake. Yeah. Did it I, smile? I, think I still have it. 
Um, it's been a while. I'm mean, still oh. having some on my computer, though. No, that's okay. So then you took the snake outside and you just put it in the sewer. No, no, no. We took it down by the river and just like, released it down there. Did it swim right into the? That would be the no, no, Monongahela. No, we, we, no, no. We didn't put it inside. The, I mean, like right by the river, like where the weeds are, stuff right, like right, vegetation, right. just right there. So let it go. Say if it didn't want to do no harm to it. So okay, and it just scurried off. It scurried off. Okay, and then you were done. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, that, you did your good deed for the day, then, Andy. Yeah, because I even saw one time on bike trails by Kennywood below Kennywood, with a trail. Yeah. And you see a, a snake just going right across the um, the road, too, as well. I've seen the snake swim on North Park Lake. You ever seen a snake swim? On TV or in the movies, yes. Well, I don't watch movies. I watch very little TV. And I saw it in real life right there at North Park Lake. It was like like it was floating across the top. So I was like, how is there wake? You know, like how you see a boat with wake behind it. I said, what the hell is that? It was a snake. It just had its head above the water. And its body was like kind of underneath. And it was it was going back and forth. It swam right across. Oh, I went down it because I tell you, people will be amazed what is actually inside these rivers. I've seen a lot of strange things, but... I just want to say, be careful down there because careful touching by weeds, rocks, because you don't know there's – I even picked up a baby snapping turtle down oh. by the river. Oh, did it snap? Yes, it, it it did. I just would put it, like, put it in a weed so no one would, like, kick it or do anything with it, just, like, let it go. And, yeah, there are snapping turtles down there. There are actually beavers down there because they even show, like, when they claw – I'm sorry, when they gnaw on uh-huh. trees – Looks like a pencil, like a, like a pencil sticking out of the ground. And they said, yeah, there are actually some of these creatures are down there too as well. Wow. So, man, so you thought the only thing that you had to dodge on Southside was a bunch of people misbehaving on Saturday night. But there's a lot of animals uh, down there. Heck, yeah, there's other stuff too as well. Jeez. Well, great call. Thank you, Andy. You take it easy, Thank brother. You. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Yeah. Wow. Look at Andy. I mean, Andy's a regular... You know, the snake charmer and beaver catcher. Wait, that came out wrong. Brian's in North Huntington. Hi, Brian. Hey, Colin. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. That guy blew me away with how much he finds his way into nonsense, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see if I can top that off. So, uh, okay, let's I got a go. Story of my own here. I just want to make a quick comment about uh, the Broderick Jones. Here. Tell me about Broderick yeah, Jones I, first. Yeah, I do think he should start. Uh, he might as well. I mean, uh, Let's give that kid a chance and see what he can do. Uh, the environments, I think it's the right time. I mean, they've had two weeks off. Uh, you know, they're probably preparing him for it anyway with the uh, with the bye week and everything. Right. Getting him ready. Yeah. All right. This to um, the snakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, my ex boss, her kid, she didn't have a pet. Uh, her, her kid didn't have a pet snake, but he had a pet lizard. Okay. And. Uh, what happened was they couldn't find it for a while, huh. and it was in the back room somewhere where you have, like, a spare room where you have, like, a lot of storage or whatnot and that sort of thing. So they couldn't find the lizard for a while. And when they finally found it, it expired. Oh, it died. And, okay. Yeah. And its tongue was hanging all the way out, stretched out, frozen, and its tongue was twice the length of of its body, if you can believe that. Wow. Yeah, so you can cross off snakes uh-huh. and cross off lizards. 
And it was, she said it was the most, it was the most weirdest, the most grossest, nastiest thing you ever want to see. Did they try I to put to... the tongue back in its mouth before they disposed of it? Oh, I, I don't think so because it was frozen stiff. The tongue was frozen stiff. There was no way you were going to get that tongue back in the lizard's mouth. It was like the band Kiss. Um, why was the, was the tongue out because it was trying to catch something? Did it die with its tongue out? Does the tongue come out after it dies? Did you look this up at all? Uh, no, I believe that's what they do. Yes, it's that's just a natural, you know, you know. It's just like whenever, like whenever, like your, the human body expires, they say that you defecate. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you knew that, but like, every, well, I don't need to know that. Body, no, I'm that's all yeah. right. Yeah, that you know. The what if you don't? What if you don't have to go? What if you need anything? I I don't know, <laughs> but I know that every you know the human body when it expires it defecates well this is what lizards do their tongue just it stretches all the way out i guess so that this it's really weird in the sense that you know a lizard's tongue Uh is twice the length of its body and it's coiled up you know it's it's like a coil right and yeah and and when it stretches out it's stretched out twice the length of its body it's weird yeah it is weird thanks for the call now i'm picturing a dead lizard with its tongue stretched out, being dead in somebody's spare room, and they're looking for it for a, uh, a length of time. What happened? I was watching. There were a bunch of empty net goals. Uh, what happened there, uh, Joel Nelson? 6-3? Yeah, it got bad. 6-3 to three was the final. So the greatest team in the history of the world is now 2-2. Two and two. I guess so. <laughs> oh no. Oh, anyway, 412-928-9370 is that number. Come right back, talk a little more Steelers. I'm out of here at 10:30. I do have to bring you up to speed on the runaway truck sandpile story, which, you know, I've pretty much said the hell with sports tonight. It is what it is. It's the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ten more minutes with you, Colin Dunlap. I'll be back tomorrow. It'll be me and Zeiss will lead us up to Thursday night football. Off the top of your head, Joel Nelson, do you know who's on the Thursday night football slate? Because I don't. Jacksonville at New Orleans. Oh, look at that short trip for those Jaguars. Uh, Not a very long trip at all, but uh, Jacksonville at New Orleans. You know, that one kind of intrigues me. It might be it might be pretty good, you know, especially if Trevor Lawrence plays for Jacksonville. He's got a little bit of a knee injury right now, right. but him against Derek Carr got a couple good running backs and wide receivers in that game. It should be pretty fun. I don't mind it. I don't mind that game. So Paul and I will take you from six until right at about seven twenty-five, seven thirty. So that is uh, Thursday, and then Friday I'm with you all night. Six until 10.30, then I hop right on the television and do the nightly sports call on Friday, just uh, mere feet away from where I'm talking right now. So all that. Uh, the day will transpire tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk about, Paul and I, in that 90 minutes that we will rip through. Uh, Penguins lost tonight. Uh, it's, again, still so, so early. We'll figure it all out and get it all 
Uh, we'll get the talk going. It's like kind of too early. And I don't say too early to talk Penguins, but it's just it's tough to find fodder and juice to talk about. All right, I want to follow this up. Last night I started the show, and Rick Dayton, who works on KDKA 100.1 FM and KDKA AM 1020, he enjoyed this. He texted me as he was stopped in traffic. He was not driving. He was driving, but he was dead stopped in traffic and texted me. And he couldn't figure it out either. We were trying to figure out what the impetus was behind the runaway truck sand pile, right? And he eventually remembered this, so I had to look it up. And the one on in Green Tree, on Green Tree Hill. 1980. 1980. There was a runaway truck that made it all the way down and through. Right? And it made it through the tunnel and didn't have its brakes. At the top of Green Tree Hill, did not have its brakes. Made it all the way down the hill, all the way through the tunnel. Didn't hit another car. Didn't have its brakes. And made it to the intersection of Stanwix and Liberty. And killed three people. Honestly, I'm reading from a, I'm reading from a piece in the Post Gazette, an editorial in the Post Gazette, the, in in 1980. The intersection of Stanwick Street and Liberty Avenue is a path traveled daily by thousands of people who work and live downtown. In Monday's tragic accident at that location, where a runaway trailer truck killed three persons and injured seven others left thousands of people beyond the families of the victims uh, sharing in the sorrowful and senseless loss. Horror and spontaneous grief among the witnesses and onlookers were, were natural, immediate reactions. Yet, as an investigation into the accident continues, a sense of vulnerability will also haunt public attention. For a while, at least, many people who crowd into that corner every noon will take a second cautionary look up Liberty Avenue toward the Fort Pitt Bridge where the 18-wheel rig commenced its unremarkable or unbreakable rampage. Their anxious question, of course, can it happen again? For the foreseeable future, the answer appears to be yes. While Monday was the most havoc-ridden accident associated with the steep, twisting descent of traffic down Green Tree Hill into Pittsburgh, it was not an entirely freakish occurrence. Over the last year, numerous trucks have lost their brakes. Along that dangerous descent, and despite attempts by the state to warn drivers about the deceptive grade, this week's accident demonstrated the seemingly irresolvable dilemmas for public safety there. A first immediate solution might be to forbid trucks to enter the city through the Fort Pitt Tunnel. So they, that was, okay, I'm going to interject here. They, that was a thought that they're going to stop trucks from going through the Fort Pitt Tunnel. But so far, I'm picking back up. Pennsylvania Department of Transportation officials believe that response would only shift the accidents to some other heavily populated place in hilly terrain of Pittsburgh. In volume, 2,300 trucks descend Green Tree Hill each day and could carry problems of equal seriousness in other routings into downtown. Later this week, PennDOT officials are expected to make a decision of an emergency exit ramp for trucks before the entrance of the Fort Pitt Tunnel. If feasible, that runaway truck ramp, or excuse me, runaway truck trap might alleviate the problem for truckers who lose their brakes early in the descent, but the driver in Monday's accident appeared not to lose control until after he had passed through the tunnel. That particular circumstance should, be, uh, should underscore the extreme importance of early warnings for drivers to test their brakes while climbing the hill 
and then to descend in the lowest gear at reduced speed. More intensive random roadside testing for faulty equipment, even heavier state police patrolling, larger warning signs, and perhaps even more aggressive and creative use of CB radios for announcing the potential hazards are necessary parts of safety programs aimed at stopping runaway trucks. Finally, an active campaign of safety public relations ought to uh, be able to reach even truckers driving through the area for the first time with a single warning. Descent into Pittsburgh can be a killer. That's what the that's what the editorial said in the Post Gazette. So while I was and I was not flip about it, I was just wondering what brought about the runaway truck sand pile. Truck going down Green Tree Hill loses its brake somewhere around the area of the tunnel, bores and hauls ass into downtown, and makes it all the way. To Liberty and Stanwicks. Like, I guess that would have been at the time where, like, the Jenkins Arcade was, right? Right around in there. And killed three people and injured seven. So if you think about it, it came across the bridge on the on the uh on the upper deck and then came down the tunnel or excuse me, down the ramp and ripped all the way into Liberty Avenue. My gosh. Like past where the Hilton was, like the little park, the Hilton, Gateway, all that. How were there no stopped cars in front of it until then? This is the why. I, I ended up going down, all the way down this rabbit hole in researching this today. And it was, my gosh, an incredible thing that I never thought I'd get there with just a very simple question. Really. I never thought I'd get to that place. I thought, ah, some guy lost his brakes. And what he did was smashed it into the tunnel, played a little ping pong with his, you know, big rig or his dump truck or something inside the tunnel, flipped it over. Everybody walked away. It was good. No, three people got killed. And my man traveled, or whoever was driving, all the way down and made it through the tunnel. Could you imagine the horror? I mean, look, this is terrible. It happened in 1980. The horror of just walking around downtown on your lunch break, and all of a sudden, here comes a truck like that. This had to have been totally like a horror movie. 100% like a horror movie. Like, you know, I mean, you know, out of control killer truck. And I'm not making light of it at all. I'm being totally serious. You see it coming because you could see it coming from afar. And maybe it was crashing into other cars. I don't know. They just weren't big enough to stop it. This was the most innocuous start to a conversation in a research project yesterday when uh, Andy... Andy Lindbergh was doing the traffic update and he mentioned the runaway truck sand pile and that a car was stopped very near it. And I said, ah, I wonder, I've never, ever, ever seen a vehicle drive into the runaway truck sand pile. Why do we even have it there? And damn, if I didn't do some research and this happened. Oh, and I've been told over the last eight years, somebody's worked at PennDOT who I know for eight years. They said over the last eight years, there's been one vehicle in the runaway truck sand pile 
and it was a stolen car that someone drove into there and then hightailed it out of there. There's only been one vehicle to drive into the runaway truck, Sam Powell. What a night. Bunch of great subjects. We'll be back tomorrow, just past dinner time at about 6 o'clock here on The Fan. It'll be me. It'll be Paul. We will talk then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 